0: All right. All right. Hello. Hello, my beautiful people. I'm so excited for this conversation today. Uh, If you've been a follower of the Authors Leverage, you know that we're about helping authors turn their books into a powerful platform by sharing your expertise and and making an impact. And one thing that is really disrupting the space right now among all industries all like across the board is ai and today i'm so excited that we're going to be having a conversation a conversation about ai and how authors really can leverage that right that's what this Uh, show is about. So if you're a first-time listener, you're in for a special treat on this episode. And again, whether you're an aspiring author or someone who's a seasoned professional, uh, this podcast is a go-to source for you for tips, tools, techniques to help you leverage your book and amplify its reach. So let me introduce you to today's guest. Uh, I have with me Tadak today, Dr. Angela Loria, She's the founder of Difference Press and creator of the Difference Process uh, for writing a book that matters. Dr. Angela won the Stevie Awards Coach Mentor of the Year Award, and her program, The Author's Way, was named Coaching Program of the Year, and she was named by Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the top 10 most inspiring entrepreneurs to watch. Only two of them were women on the list. So welcome, 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 Dr. Angie to the show. Yay. So excited to be here. I am
1: so excited to be here. So excited yeah. for this conversation. Yeah.
0: Now, we've been talking, right, offline, having conversations. Uh, we met at a dinner that we hosted in D.C. Uh, we came out and connected there. We've been connected since, found it. It's quite the small world, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, we share connected. some clients. Some yes. of our favorite
1: clients are shared, exactly. which is always nice.
0: Exactly. And so I'm, I'm just uh, just always honored to talk to you and connect with you. So tell the listeners a little bit more about your world and what has been, imp- what, what are you seeing so far uh, in your space has been exciting. I know we're going to yeah. dive into AI, but what else is going on?
1: I've been helping people write books since 1994. Um, it was my first job. I was still in college. So it was my first job out of college, but I got it. Spring break of senior year. So I made it out of college uh, as a journalism major with a job in journalism working on books for investigative reporters. And at the time in 1994, um, I was working for investigative reporters that largely did interviews. And then my job was to go to the library and look at microfiche. And everything changed when the internet. Started yeah. to have a repository of that research. And I became sort of a cutting edge researcher for investigative journalists because I knew how to use Alta Vista. <laughs> that was how cutting edge I was. I remember that. <laughs> I loved Alta Vista. So I ended up weirdly doing. Programming for AOL, WashingtonPost.com hired me to like build out their newspaper online, which we had to make sure looked like a newspaper. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. And I developed these protocols for investigative journalists on how they could use the information superhighway. In fact, I wrote my master's thesis about this in 2000. Super cutting edge. And I was the go-to expert. And really everything with book writing and book marketing changed with the internet. And I did a lot of copywriting and affiliate deals. I ran the very first search engine campaign, uh, paid search marketing campaign. I worked for a company called Conscious Media. And Mm -hmm. we had a Yahoo store. I don't think that still exists. It was like the early version of Spotify. Anyway, um, and now it's happened again. 23 years really later with AI, there have yeah. been there in two, I would say in 2010, um, KDP, Kindle and Amazon Publishing Create space. That was another big disruption where we saw the number of books 10x because of the accessibility of self-publishing. We're about to see the number of books 100x over the next couple of years, which is why it's so important to know your book strategy and know how to write a great book. When I first started writing, uh, when I first started working in publishing, You had to be a pretty exceptional. The guys I worked for, and they were all white dudes, uh, but the guys I worked for were Pulitzer Prize winning journalists Mm. from the Washington Post and the New York Times, New York Herald, actually. So um, they were big newspapers with big followings. And that's how you got a book deal. And we've seen that change. Like in my lifetime in publishing, that is not the case. Many people can get a book out to a niche audience by using self-publishing or hybrid publishing. Obviously, vanity presses were around back then. There were Mm -hmm. ads at the back of Reader's Digest where you could pay $30,000 and get a garage full of books. But for the most part, it was not democratized. And that's why there were a lot of white guys getting a lot of money, old white guys getting a lot of money to write books. We have changed that. I'm so Mm -hmm. excited to be a part of that legacy. But something huge is happening with AI and it feels just like when the Internet came in, just like when self-publishing came in everything's about to be different. And so I think this is a super important episode for people to just start to understand how revolutionary AI is going to be for publishing.
0: hundred percent. And like you said, now the output is going to go up like crazy, like a hundred times more information being put out there. And so for authors who are, who, who are hearing that, right? There's likely a lot, a number of fears that come up, right? Somebody's thinking to write a book in this area is already probably feeling some of that imposter syndrome with, oh my God, well, there's already Mm. so many things out there, right? How can, how would you advise an author to still jump into that playing field, right? Given so many more books that are being written, but still do it in a way that's going to stand out and be meaningful, even using AI, because maybe now they can get it done more quickly, (laughs) or at least get started more quickly or have options and how they can uh, move forward, but still... Um, how do you stand out?
1: Yeah. So what happened in with the first big revolution to self-publishing was first we had all these gatekeepers. I mean, if we go back even further, just access to the printing press, like you had to be able to pay a bunch of priests to handwrite your manuscripts. Right. So once we move past, we need scribes in a tower writing our books. <laughs> that as the printing press was spread out, there were these gatekeepers gatekeepers. gatekeepers and you had to please or impress the gatekeepers to get noticed. And the way you would please them was by having the biggest, most unique idea that reached the most people. So that was great, that worked for a long time. And then self-publishing came in Mm -hmm. and those gatekeepers had a lot less power. And with COVID, they had even less power because bookstore in-store sales went down and a lot of their power has to do with logistics and bookstores. So the second thing you needed to do to stand out was to have specific niche markets or what Chris Anderson called the long tail. So now to stand out, instead of having the biggest, most unique idea for the most people, you wanted to have a transformative idea that was small, Mm -hmm. consumable, and for an accessible niche that we could basically use Google keywords to find. Now what you're going to see is A plus B. And this is going to make publishing so much better. And I'm so excited about it. There are going to be a lot more gatekeepers and you need to have that niche content to stand out. So those gatekeepers are weirdly also going to be robots. Eek. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what's going to happen is Instead of using search the way we've been using search and we could just use long tail keywords to get our books to rise up. Now we're going to have much more recommendation engines. So, if you've looked at some of the stuff that's happening with Microsoft Bing, we can see where the future of search is going. Google has had their press release or their press conference about this as well. We know search is going to change with AI and it's going to have to do with recommendations. Mm-hmm. Bing, Ask Jeeves, I think it was the original promise yeah, of yeah, Ask yeah. Jeeves is going to recommend the right books for you because there's going to be so many and so many are going to be crapola. Like if you think we have too many books out, so these numbers are really important to understand. When I started in publishing in 1994, there were about 300,000 nonfiction books published a year. Last year, uh, 2021, so I'm a year behind. But in 2021, there were about 300,000 books published a month. So 12x. And I can tell you if we were English teachers grading and we were going to give an average grade Mm -hmm. to the books in 94, just in terms of like writing, we would probably grade those 300,000 books higher than the 300,000 times 12 books now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's pretty obvious. Like it's just math. There's a lot more of them. There are fewer gatekeepers. There are fewer editors. The quality has precipitously gone down as the volume has gone up. What I am predicting within the next three years, possibly as soon as a year, once a lot of like Zapier is already integrated, once a lot of the APIs are fully integrated with the large language models like chat GPT, once GPT-4 comes out, you're going to see this happen really fast. We're going to be looking at arbitrage of 300,000 books a day. Whoa. Because it's going to be completely automated based on keywords. Mm. So there will be keyword searches and then they'll just do a write this outline, write this book, use AI for formatting, which you can do now, upload it through Zapier Hooks. And it's going to be really fast and easy. And they're going to arbitrage it for... And when I say they, what I mean are like internet marketers in Indonesia or India. And they're... They're going to do exactly what they did with Google AdSense arbitrage, which is they're only going for one or two sales. So, with Google AdSense, what they did is they built custom web pages for absolutely everything. They bought every domain, they built a custom web page for everything. So, if you search for anything, they came up first and then they ran an ad through Google AdSense and they made one or two cents. And if two people went to that website, it was fine. They made four cents, but they had so many websites, 250,000 websites that were just spinning content with content spinners. Mm. Now they're going to make that with, uh, K E N P, so the Kindle um, net page wow. reads. So they'll make one or two cents to read a couple pages. You'll read a couple pages. You'll be like, what the fuck is this? This is stupid and not what I wanted. <laughs> mm-hmm. They'll make their couple pennies. Yeah. Cause you're a Kindle Prime member or whatever. And that they will need to have a volume to have a business based on pennies per book. So How will we stand out? We will stand out with editors, a combination of the editors we use now on Netflix and Hulu. If you like this, you'll like that. Okay. So being published with a company like Difference Press, where we have high quality authors that are in a community, that's going to get you recommended more than if you self-publish. That's one way the recommendation engines will know. They'll look at an aggregate score of, you know, movies put out by Michelle and Barack Obama. If you liked this movie mm-hmm. about Cripple Camp, Crip Camp, then you're going to like this other Barack and Michelle movie. And oh, Barack and Michelle are friends with Harry and Meghan. Maybe you'll like this Harry and Meghan movie. So those interrelated communities mm-hmm. are going to matter to the bots. And then we're going to have a lot more, just like you do right now with Netflix, what to watch on Netflix. So press is going to matter more. Mm. Video, having like video reviews, video collaborations uh, with short form videos. If you're recommended by a TikToker or a YouTuber, that's going to mean a lot more. That's much more recommendation engines, human and bot, are going to replace the old editors of the 90s of my beginning mm. of my career, because we won't be able to keep up with the volume with just search engine optimization like I've been doing for the last 10 years in book publishing.
0: Wow, it's crazy because you know, there's so much online right now with that experience is uh, lending itself to being that, you know things that are recommended and personalized for me is what I'm seeing. And so in that respect, right, that's going to also happen when it comes to books and other information that we gather. It's going to continue to become more personalized to you based on community, uh, you know, niches, things that you're already Followers, following. algorithms, yes, yeah. All of mm-hmm. that. It just sounds like it's becoming way more personalized, which, which I love, right? I love that it creates that experience. And for the author or anyone as a business owner, like you, like you said, you can focus in on these specialty niches and really dive in hard there. So when it comes to AI and these, like, because we talked about it, this is a tool. It's not meant to in the end, replace us, per se, it's really meant to be a tool, because we still have to be the ones as humans to uh, essentially tell it what to do, give it direction. But what can authors do today when it comes to AI? Like, what kind of potential is there? And what are you playing around with when it comes to that with with book writing?
1: Yeah, I saw I heard a really good podcast with a creator named Karen X. Chang, Hmm. C-H-E-N-G. And she did the first cover of Cosmo magazine that was AI generated. And in this, she talked about how much research went into the prompt engineering, how many prompts she did, days and days and days of prompts. Really? And her body of knowledge. So if you look at this cover, it's uh, kind of a woman dressed in a space suit shot with a wide angle lens camera uh, kind of on the ground looking up. And there are mm. a bunch of things that Karen knew. First of all, she clearly knew about models and fashion because you can see how it's dressed is very like fashionable and tailored. So she had to be able to describe that to the person. Mm. She also knows a lot about photography, cameras, camera angles and mm. lighting. Because she had to describe all of that. So she didn't know a lot of that stuff. So she had to do research and talk to Cosmo um, lighting designers and photographers in order to get the right words to describe the Mm. prompt. So weeks and weeks of research, days and days of writing prompts for one picture. Now, it's a picture you couldn't... Hey, I mean it might you could take it. It might cost you a million dollars. Like for the set and the actor and the lighting. So it definitely didn't cost a million dollars. I mean it was a really? woman on the mm-hmm. moon in a spacesuit lit in a very specific way. Like th- it would be we'd be flying a lot of people to I don't know Jordan or something. <laughs> so um it it would be very hmm. hard to get the shot. Think of how much it costs to film The Martian. But she was able to get this beautiful photo with a lot of work and then a lot of photo editing. Mm -hmm. You know, however, six fingers, fingers, an extra head, whatever, all the photo editing on top of it. They didn't just go live with it. That is such a great story about your book. If you just right now went to chat GPT and you typed in write me a book about how to save money in, in a tight economy. I am sure you will get, you will not get a book length excerpt. You'll get a couple thousand words. It won't be a book. And so then you'll get frustrated and then you'll say, write me an outline for a book about how to save money when inflation is on the rise and then you'll get an outline. It will be a super shitty outline, just like if I asked G- chat GBT, write me a prompt for the first cover of Cosmo with an AI image on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Karen had to think up that concept. Yes. She had to do all the research. She had to know how to edit the photo. All of the humaning is just as important. So There you cannot take the human out of this and get some amazing cover that Cosmo would want to run. And by the way, they still paid her. Maybe it wasn't a million dollars like they Mm -hmm. might have spent on a big shoot. They didn't have Mm -hmm. to pay the individual lighting designer like they paid less, but they still had to pay her as a creator because it was Mm -hmm. her brain that made it. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to use AI to promote a book that's out there to promote a course that you've done that goes with your book to promote yourself as a speaker um i don't know if you've checked out book blaster it's super fun Mm. they'll make a um they'll make ai social media they'll make ai book trailers for your book nice nice if you put in a crappy book description and a crappy book cover from your crappy self-published book that is not going to make those outputs magically work you'll just have a trailer if yeah. your course is crappy and we can't hear you and you're sitting in front of a window and there's light behind you and we can't see your face, the fact that you wrote the scripts for it with AI won't, won't matter either way. You still have to create quality stuff. If yeah. anything, it's more important now because people won't know it. So what can authors do right now? Programming AI is a programming language like Python or Mm. COBOL or any other programming language, Java. It is a program language that is in English. If you are an author and you plan to operate beyond 2025, you must learn programming skills. In AI, great news, it's just English. And you're a writer, so you're probably going to be better at this. And you're probably a reader, mm-hmm. so you're probably going to be better at this than most people. Like, we can leverage your skills, but whether it's to write your next book, promote a book, write a course, write the marketing around your courses, you need to understand programming so you're getting the outputs you want.
0: 100%. And I, I love that because it's still... I think that there's so many fears, of course, around this new technology, and you know we it's see all the robot me, movies. It's going to erase me. I won't be I'm, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to take out all the humans on the planet. It's like, no, I don't think that's the case. And that point you just made proves that because the better you know this language, the more you'll benefit, and the better. Yeah, you it's a di- it's a totally new skill set. Um,
1: my I have a 17 year old son who has his father has a seven-year-old. So he's got a little brother that's 10 years younger. Mm -hmm. And I'm teaching my 17-year-old programming with chat GPT for his homework. Because I think this is such an important skill. Like I want all my employees to know how to program in chat GPT. So I'm like, I don't care what the teachers say. You need to learn. This is the skill. And as we were doing it, he said to me, my little brother will never not know how to program an AI. He won't even yeah. know it was an option. Wow. So we'll, you'll still some people will get an A on their English paper and some people will get an F, but they will all use AI assistance in some way. It's going to just be built into Word. Oh, yeah. The next version of Word, it'll be built in. Of it'll course. be in Google Docs in weeks. It's in it already right is. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's in Canva, $10. like it's gonna be everywhere. And knowing how to make the robot do what you want is That's the, the key. key to surviving. Like that, that is the key, because otherwise you're gonna get crappy outputs. They I'm mm. not worried about the three million books a day for or three hundred million books a day from India. They're not gonna be as good as my author's books. No. I know how to structure a book. I know how to. do creative storytelling i'm not just saying spin content robot and nobody wants to read that it'll get better but still nobody wants to read that we want your soul
0: yes and that that's where we can like i said once the chat GPT gives you whatever output you know like i said editing giving that human element all those things are going to matter and um you mentioned of course it's important to learn this programming so where are you learning that where do you advise other people to dive in and learn more of how to understand this language well, how to uh, i'll
1: give you my first warning there's a lot of bad <laughs> information out there including some of my own because none of us know what the hell what's going on <laughs> and it's changing so fast so one of it the is. big business problems i'm having right now is I can't write standard operating procedures for any of this because as soon as I write it down, the technology's failed. So everything I'm doing with my clients right now, I'm doing one on one Mm. and I'm taking my knowledge of what makes a great book, their expertise, and then... There are a bunch of creators that I really like that I follow. I follow AI talk on TikTok. There's mm-hmm. lots of great stuff, but these I have to warn you about the prompt packs. So there are lots of $97 $7 like super cheap under $100 list of 500 prompts that you can use for AI. A uh, guy I really like and follow, his name is Sean Vossler. He has something called Prompt Sauce. And I think it might be more like two grand. It's a little better, but they're still all wrong. One, because they're going to be irrelevant soon. <laughs> <'Cause>, so <laughs> it's, it's going to learn the meta skill. But two, it's their Prompt Sauce. So the whole key is you have to learn how to write to make the robot sound like you
0: for you. Yes.
1: So there are some like I can give you like a quick little hack right now just to think. Most people will sit down and they'll say, like, um, write me a paragraph about saving money. And which is fine. You will get a paragraph about saving money. It'll be super generic if you can just start first programming the who. So if you instead say. I'm a financial advisor with 200 clients under management having an average of $250,000 in savings each. That's you. Then you're going to describe your ideal reader, your ideal client. Mm-hmm. I am looking for more clients who have at least $250,000 in savings, six-figure jobs, and they are under 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Now write me. Your your task is to write me. And you can even tell the robot who they are. You're a consultant to my company who is an expert in copywriting. Your task is to prepare a paragraph for me to send to prospective clients describing why they should save money. So all that setup, it can't be in those prompts. Like all those prompts, are they're, yeah, it's other it's the way other people talk. And so when I spend a lot of time, weirdly, I'm going to get a little woo on you. But the thing I spend time with my clients on is their human design, their yes. personality, their mm-hmm. like energy. Are they an introvert or an extrovert? Because the way you write the prompts is so different. Like if you're in human design, if you're a generator, mm-hmm. I write completely different prompts than if you're a projector. Oh, so wow. projectors get very annoyed with AI because they're supposed to be the wise guide and they're being like taken over. But yeah. they can use it for brainstorming. Same thing with like fact finders, fact finders will just keep generating prompts and keep generating prompts and keep generating prompts and never finish. So they need to use if you're a Colby fact finder, you want to use AI for refining your draft, but you actually want to write it, write bullet points and say, Mm -hmm. turn this into Mm. Whereas, if you're a quick start, especially if you're a quick start that's a resistant follow through, we want to actually have it write the first draft for you. So, I combine their Colby, their Myers Briggs, their astrology, their human design, and each prompt is customized to that person and who they are. And that's why our books even in draft form don't sound like robots, but then they go through four to six rounds of editing. So mm-hmm. they really don't sound like robots. So it is just an assistive aid. Yeah. Um, the cool thing is we can get a whole manuscript done in about eight hours. But on the downside, it still needs editing. It still yes. needs design. Most yeah. importantly, it needs your thinking. If you're not great at strategy or marketing, um you know, you're going to want to bring someone in to help with that. I'm sure when people come to you to do a course, they don't know quite how to structure it, but they have a million great ideas. That structure is now more important than ever.
0: Way, way important. Oh my gosh. I wish I had a sound effect, you know, like either like an explosion or like fire or something that just came up because... (laughs) Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> something. Yeah. Because you know that that is so huge. Because um, like you said, the more you prompt, the more you understand that language, and even more so, understand yourself. Like that's mm-hmm. the key that is huge, right? We can understand our clients better. We can understand who we're talking to better, and the voice of of, of who, you know, who is saying whatever it is, right? Using those elements of human design, um, enneagram, Colby, Myers Britt, like that is huge like that's just another layer because um you know i found that i've given like a huge prompt to chat GPT. i'm like let me give this as much as i can this is who i am this is how long i've been in business this is my specialty this is my background i like to have fun like i just put like mm-hmm. you know all kinds of things in there and then i said this is kind of like you said this is who i'm looking to help write a paragraph that you know is going to describe this and include a call to action and a ps to the email or something like i'm giving yep. out all kinds of uh prompts and the more that i give it really from an understanding of who i am right it it makes a huge difference and understanding that language it it determines the output and yeah what you can do with and it. then there will
1: be ways to Program your voice so you don't have to explain that every time. Like that exactly. stuff's not savable yet, but it's minutes away. I'm All so this see is it changing save a little bit,
0: though. It's just a, it's saving and it's like in its own way. Like I wouldn't yeah. have to reference something from the start. It just would pick yeah, up. Yeah, if on- you're
1: in a document, it will. But if you close out and start fresh, you have to like right. reprogram right. the bot. Right. Right. So th- you'll be able to log in and say this is me or this is my client. You. Know, they'll be. So many more features added, which is why I'm not writing up SOPs. But if you can understand how to think about this, and this is the other thing that you know, I'm constantly telling people: if this sounds so horrible to you and you're like completely turned off yeah. by it, it also won't work. So it, focus on others. Th- you have like a big list of things to do for your book go do those other things. Like you won't die if you don't do this. It's not that it's that much faster. It's just that certain parts are faster. So when Mm -hmm. I started writing, I wrote my first book at 13 and I wrote by hand. I still have my very first manuscript. Um, Actually, I think I did my, yeah, I, I actually wrote my very first book when I was seven and I wrote it by hand and like that's it wow. if you're watching wow. on video and then I had to type it and when I did this one I didn't know how to type there were only typewriters this is 1983 um, <laughs> when I finished it and my mom typed it for me mm-hmm. and every time she made a mistake like we had a fancy typewriter that would like correct you could go back and correct it because okay. it had like white out in the keys. But oh, if you okay. didn't, if you had like the old typewriter, you'd have to pull it out and start over. There are ways to like X things out. You'd X over it. So writing it out, then having someone type it, usually went to a typing service, not just because you were seven and didn't know how to type. That took a long time just yes. to get something in your hand. Then we went to word processors, but most people didn't have a printer at home. Then we got printers mm-hmm. at home. Then we got computers. Like technology is constantly evolving, but I will tell you in 1984, when I was working, 1994, when I was working for those New York Times bestselling authors, mm-hmm. they still use typewriters. Even though there were word processors, there were computers. I had a computer at college. But they were faster on typewriters because that's what they knew. Mm. And they were making six figures as authors and winning Pulitzer Prizes. So there are things, and and David Wise, one of my first bosses, always told this to me, like there are things that I get out of the speed of typewrite, of typing. Mm. And people still tell me from writing by hand, there are things I personally as a human get from writing it out by hand, not me, because I don't. Uh, I hate writing things out by hand. But my brain thinks so fast now, if I'm not typing, it's it feels too slow.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can
1: see with AI, it's gonna generate paragraphs for me even faster than I can type. And it's faster for me to edit those. But if it's not for you, just don't do it. You won't die. Right.
0: right you can life, life goes right. on right you can, you're can. you still valuable you're so cool. really human.
1: there's nothing to freak out about exactly and i'm sure people were freaked out when computers personal computers came out i'm sure people were freaked out when typewriters came out change i'm sure pens freaked out some priest <laughs> who was like what now <laughs> the regular humans can write things and learn yeah, how to write level. and read we should only let priests write and read so If you're freaking out, that's what you sound like. Just (laughs) chill. It's fine. You do you. Do it however you want. Yes. But if you want to leverage, essentially like leveraging personal computers, you're going to have to learn it. Yes. Or stick with your typewriter. Also fine.
0: Hundred percent. Well, t- uh, t- I'm, I'm so appreciative of this conversation. I'm taking notes, and I want to be sensitive to time. And for our listeners, so uh, what will your last parting words of advice be for authors? And feel free to also I want you to share about your uh, your program or sorry your your training. Um, Can I write a bookcom So we'd love to hear. about Yes. That. Yeah, I mean, I think the training is a really good place to start because what matters
1: most is your thinking. I reread Heidegger, Martin Heidegger is a philosopher, and he wrote uh, Das ist Tanken and it's what is thinking. And Mm. this, I remember reading this in grad school, and I was like, oh, I need to read this again. Um, And what his thesis is, is that you have to think to write thinking is required for writing. And then he says, thinking is thanking. Gratitude, thanking. Thinking Mm -hmm. is thanking. And you have to understand and appreciate a broader picture to think clearly in order to be able to write. And... What I teach in uh, canirriteabook.com, that's the free training that I have there, is how do you come up with an idea and how do you structure it? And then whether you're typing, writing by hand, using AI, using a typewriter, using a keyboard, using a computer, it doesn't matter. It all starts with what are you thanking? What are you appreciating? What are you noticing? Mm. And that from that base if you can structure those thoughts so you can communicate that clearly. However you write it, it's going to be a much
0: better book. Man, so, so good. I highly recommend all listeners, viewers to this to go and check out uh, Dr. Angela's training because as you can see, she is definitely a pioneer in this space and she's been uh, killing it. I don't know what else to say. I just, I love your work. I'm so
1: excited to have a chance to learn a new technology like it's been a minute and I'm just I don't know what the hell I'm doing but I'm doing it (laughs) I love learning new stuff and I'm glad in my lifetime I have another opportunity for such a big evolution in publishing and if you've been scared to get your book done or your next book done or if you slogged through the first one and you're like this is so hard it might be that this assistive aid makes it easier for you so definitely worth digging into
0: yes 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 and uh, again i highly recommend uh getting in touch with with dr angela uh, if you're an author an aspiring author um it's it's definitely going to be worth your while and i also want to just acknowledge you again just in what you're doing in this space you're um, helping others to like to express their voice and to know it's possible and the way in which you do it comes from a place of uh, lightness and caring and and fun so i i appreciate that about you and uh, always have, and, and we'll continue Aww. to do that. Yeah. Um, so as we wrap things up, I always ask our guests one last fun question, which is, what is your one word? Ooh.
1: Well, I do have a word of the year, so I'm going to go with that one. Yes. And this year, it's unmask. So Ooh. unmask. It's about being fully expressed. This is my year. I turned 50 this year. So Woo! all bets are off. I am fully unmasked. <laughs> it's what I got.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, Dr. Angie, thank you so much for being here and spending time with me and sharing uh, some of your wisdom and insight with, with the with the audience. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Yes. And as we wrap up, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. I hope that you found this conversation helpful, inspiring, fun. Um, don't forget to grab a copy of Get More Bang for Your Book. It's a, a book that we've created. It's packed with even more tips and strategies that are going to empower you to draw on your expertise and han- and influence the, in the uh, oh my God, got to say that again. <laughs> uh, it's going to empower you to draw on your expertise and enhance the influence of your written work. And as always, if you want to stay on top of the latest trends in book publishing and marketing, be sure to subscribe to the show and share it along with a friend. Until next time, remember, keep spreading your message and remember the power of your words. I can't wait to share more with you on our next episode. We'll see you then.